This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. You're listening to Minutia Men. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, do you know your money? I know where my money is, but the question is, do you know who is on your money? We're going to talk money and other assorted interesting facts. We'll tell you all about that on the next Back to You. Mm-hmm. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the show. What do you Get your hands off my prescription. <laughs> well, you just left the prescription right here on the... Well, that's not a, hey, Dave, pick it up and read <laughs> well, it. Come on. That, I'm, I'm a, a, a fidgeter. There are HIPAA laws. <laughs> well, there are HIPAA laws, my friend. What is colchichicine? I have no idea. <clears throat> what, well, what is this pill for? I, well, I'm not sure. It's just one of my cocktail that I take every day. Do you have a pill box? Do you have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? <laughs> no, I should. And I think this was uh, actually... I think this was the gout medicine. I, I, Are you sure it's not the diverticulitis? Yeah. Medicine? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> illness is not funny, Dave. All right. Some people uh, have some afflictions and it's not funny. I just went to I, the doctor on Thursday. Yeah. And how are you doing? Or not Thursday. Today's Thursday. Um Tuesday, I think it was. Um, okay. Uh, I did blood work. He said to call Thursday. I don't think I'm calling. Because you don't want to know the answer. <laughs> much, yeah. yeah. Right. It's because uh, that that I found that that's the best way to handle it. Right. I didn't hear anything. I thought you, he was going to tell me something. Then it must have been fine. Right. It must have been fine. Is your credit score supposed to be higher or lower <laughs> than your cholesterol? I'm just curious. Uh, you know, this is a very special show. Not yeah. many people realize this. Thinking of, or speaking of high numbers. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is the 199th episode I know. of Anushman. You know, I've heard. Yeah. That the network is going to really do something nice for us. Well, they already sent us like a revised logo. I know. Right. Know there's going to be a new logo right. after the 200th. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I have a funny feeling. I know. They're, that they're, they've got big plans. Right. I know. Well, I think Tony accidentally copied me on an email. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I think they ordered 200 turtle doves to be released really? at the museum of... yeah. With the uh, with the marching band and everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, oh, you can, yeah, I know. Oh well, I mean that's the way I would do it if it were me. Right. Um, yeah. I don't want to tell them how to do it. I think know, I but, saw uh, Anne Margaret in yep. front of my lawn today. Really? Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Really? <laughs> yeah, but I that think, seems like a nice gift, <laughs> right? So I think that they're they probably uh, have a whole big thing planned. I, know, I, I can't wait. So, yeah. You, all right, I'm going to be uh, honest. I talked to one of the Rick and Dave dancers, mm-hmm. um, and. He has been contacted about possibly doing something doing next that. week. Huh. So if they're already talking to the Rick and Dave dancers, oh, that's like the seventh. I mean, it's, I mean, they've got like six other things planned. It, right? it must. It must be a full parade. Yeah. They. Um, so, well, but that's we'll find out next week because uh, they've got a whole week to put it together uh, for pro- the two hundredth episode. Well, you know, and when you think of two hundred, I mean, I'm yeah. putting in. 20, 25 hours a week on the show. Oh, more than that. Right. Probably. Well, let's just say 20 for easy. Yeah. So 40 hours for both of us right. a week. Uh-huh. 200 shows. Yeah. Do the math. I can't. Okay. Well, that's 40 times two. That's 80 grand. 
80,000 hours. Is that what it would be? Yeah, 200 times... Yeah, 200,000... 200 times 400. Well, it wouldn't be 40, it'd be 40. 40, yeah. That would not be... No, that'd be 8,000. Right, it'd be right, it'd be 8,000 hours, but at 10 bucks an hour, that's 80 grand. Oh, I see. You're I, already taking it to the money right, level. I mean, right. Uh, no, I'm not expecting any money. I, I, you know, I am expecting, you know, a huge celebration of some kind. But, well, uh, I'm expecting an $80,000 celebration. Oh, okay. Where, where right. I'm like, yeah, I don't need the money. Okay, that's fine. All right, well, let's pencil that in for next week. Okay. Uh, but this week, we still have to do a show. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to play our little uh, jingle and get the ball rolling. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right, David. You know the Baby Shark song, right? Uh, yes. You know, the, I know yes. we can't because of proprietary constraints. We yeah. can't. No. Die. Um, I was actually late to the ba- the baby shark party. I did not know about baby shark until it was basically a has been. Okay. Okay. But it's not a particularly enjoyable song to listen to. Uh, right? You know, it might be once. Right. But it it is highly overplayed. Let's well, put it that way. Well, evidently, I think uh, jailers, wardens. Yeah. Penitentiary system in Oklahoma City. They realize the baby shark is kind of annoying mm-hmm. that they have been charged. Two former detention officers and their supervisor were charged Monday with inhuman cruelty after an investigation found that inmates at the Oklahoma County Jail were forced to listen to the popular children's show song Baby Shark on a loop for 12 hours at a time. <laughs> At least four inmates were subjected to this inhuman discipline. You know, actually, a joke. It's a joke, but they actually did uh, used to do this. Right. Remember when Manuel Noriega was right. holed up and and they started playing like Zeppelin songs and Metallica Super, yeah, and whatever. Right. Yeah. This is a. Uh, it is actually considered torture. Uh, yeah, and the, there's a there's a big big lawsuit in Oklahoma City that's going to be decided on this. But what I thought would be a good idea is um, I wanted to figure out other inhuman songs. Okay. To, and and I went to the all knowing Oracle of Buzzfeed. All right. Okay. And I have the you top. Got a, you got a listicle for me? A listicle. I have I have the top fifty worst songs of all times. Okay. All right. Now there's some interest. Oh, can you? Why don't you do the quiz okay. jingle? All right, here we go. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. All right. All right. So there's some interesting songs on this list. I'm gonna instead of asking you what the songs are, I'm gonna give you a performer or an act, and you tell me which one of the songs is on the top fifty. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start off with an easy one. All right. Billy Ray Cyrus. Achy breaky heart. Do you remember when we were at the Brow House? Yes. And Vanessa from Dusseldorf did one to my achy, breaky heart. Yes, yes. And then we did nothing quite like a German <laughs> singing a, a, a country and Western song. And didn't we sit next to that German radio host? Yeah. What was her name? Uh, Marla Schmidt. And it was, she was like royalty. People kept on coming oh, up to her. Yeah. Go, oh, the Marla. That's Marla Schmidt. <laughs> She's here. Marla Schmidt is in the house. I actually appeared on Marla Schmidt's show once. 
for women. I don't, I don't like to brag. <laughs> you Well, you did Achy Breaky Heart, didn't you? <laughs> no, I really did. I yeah. appeared on her show. I played, remember I told the Ivana Trump story a few weeks ago? Uh, uh-huh. I played the clip of me interviewing her in German on the German radio show. Did you really? Yes. And I got lots of critiques about my German, <laughs> which is like, oh yeah, that's right. I, I remember why I hate you people. <laughs> but I bet you were on time to the show. Oh, very punctual. <laughs> um, very punctual. Okay, next one. Billy yeah. Joel. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Piano Man. No, that's uh, not a war song, do you think? Oh, uh, how about... Uh, it's the war song. Uh, longest Time. Um, we Didn't Start the Fire. Okay, all right. Um, Meatloaf. Uh, Paradise by the Dashboard. No, no. Uh, but I, I mean, I love that Two out of three ain't bad. Uh, I'd do anything for love. Okay, uh, yeah. The Beach Boys, that's an easy one. The most annoying Beach Boys song? The worst song of all time. Uh, Barbara Ann? I don't know. Uh, what's a city in Indiana? Oh, oh uh, Kokomo. Yes. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Ebony and Ivory? <laughs> yes, yes. And speaking of Paul McCartney, The Beatles. The worst Beatles song. No, it's not the worst Beatles song. It's the worst song of one of the 50 worst songs of all time. And it's a Beatles song. And it's a Beatles song. I'm about to throw my microphone down and storm <laughs> yeah. out of the house. Right. No, this is the list of 50 worst. Um, geez, I can't even imagine. What would it be? Obla di obla da. Okay, that's pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is a crappy song. It is, that is a bad one. Um, and finally, which yeah. song by a Minutia Men guest, former guest, is on the list? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, Rico Suave. Oh, Rico yes. Suave. Rico Suave. We had him on the show. Yeah. Now, you know, I think they should ask if the, the, the guys in the jails, they should ask DJs what the worst right. songs of all time. Because we know if you if you've been a full time disc jockey and you're uh, on a, in a format that replays songs over and over and over again, you know, the songs that immediately become grating. And I've got a couple. OK. Right. These are. So for my. Days as a rock and roll disc jockey in the eighties. The two songs that still like make my skin. So this is when you are slaving over two hot turntables. <laughs> exactly. The first one is Oh Mickey. Oh Mickey, okay, you're so sure. fine. You okay. blow my mind. Yeah, that's that, bad. You hit one time is like okay. Yeah. The second time, like yeah. oh my god, <laughs> I have, I, we're gonna have to hear that again. Right. Every every two hours and forty seven minutes. And my all time worst as a, a rock and roll song that I just absolutely hate is We Built This City by Jefferson that's, Starship. That's on the list. Oh, good. That's on the 50 worst. That is that's such... actually the number one is worst it? song. Yes. 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 Okay. That is the number one worst song. And, and from my oldies days, when I worked at the oldies yeah. station, any song by Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons, you know, you know Ragdoll, Walk Like a Man, mm-hmm. any of these songs where they have that little high-pitched squeal. Well, hold that song because we've got yeah. Frankie Valli coming on next week. <laughs> All right. I've got a story for you. Um, This is about a thief, Dave. Um, And it's it's a crime story. Uh, City auditors in Austin, Texas, say a former public library employee fraudulently bought one point five million dollars in printer toner and then stole at least one point three million of that and sold it online. Yeah. So wait. So. He bought 1.5 and sold 1.3? Yeah. So it's two, still 200 grand a toner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So auditors got a tip in March 2019 that Randall Whitehead was it was, black? Was it the was well, it the I, cherry I'm getting, one? I'm getting, to, I'm getting to it. <laughs> okay. Randall Whitehead was storing stolen printer toner in his garage until he could sell, uh, until he could sell it. He was the accounting associate for the Austin Public Library and was responsible for making and approving purchases, cash receipts, billings, right. etc. Right. Uh, the report also said that he had access to 10 library credit cards and put at least $18,000 on them to buy items that appeared to be for personal use, including video games, virtual reality headsets, robotic vacuums, and a drone. But the, the thing that I can't stop thinking about is this $1.5 million worth of toner, yeah. right? $1.3 million worth of toner that he stole. We're, I mean, we're talking like 14, well, pallets and 15 pallets, right? cartridges. <laughs> I, I mean that is a lot <laughs> i see what you did of toner there. right for um, that so we just got our taxes done yeah okay don't judge we're a few months late yeah and um i'm gonna let you know that we're looking for deductions uh-huh yeah so from now on all <laughs> toner for eckhart's press yeah. i'm going to deduct uh, and that's going to solve our complete tax bill probably you know I, I the other thing i was thinking about when i was read this story is that uh uh, office uh, workplaces have changed a little bit since I was working mm-hmm. in corporate America because there's no way anybody would have the right to just order all this oh, stuff no, without getting it approved. In fact, when I worked at WJMK, Oldies 104.3, you know this story. Right, sure. They had, you know, stationery that you had to get approval you to You had to use. sign out, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if you use the good stationery, like if I was booking a guest or something and I had to write uh, a letter to them, you know, asking for... Uh, you yeah. know, whatever, right. you know, to, to get them on the show. And I wanted to use the good stationery. I had to go to the general manager of the radio station and get approval to use the good stationery. Yeah. That's how tight they were back in. And this was CBS radio broadcasting. So do you remember who got who was stationery worthy? Uh, I remember some that got turned down. OK, yeah. What was uh, Martin Short? <laughs> <laughs> got turned down. He's a asshat. Use the twenty okay, pound. No, what are you going to use? That? What is it going to be on the phone? No, no. <laughs> what? It's one piece of paper. Use the twenty pound bond, not the not the eighty pound. hundred percent rag. What he did was, and this was uh, Mike Fowler was our general manager. He made uh, somebody uh, make copies, like just regular Xerox copies uh-huh. of the good stationery, so that the people that didn't get to use the good stationery would use like the copies of the stationery and it wouldn't be in color it would just be in right. black and white so it's just right that. <laughs> use that it's martin short when was the last time he was on that right. show spiro agnew he's a vice president <laughs> that my friends is what it was like back in the day you know rick not only are we going to have an anniversary or yeah. you know 200th episode yeah. the whole network network is having an anniversary i i heard about six it. years six years yes. that's pretty impressive well, congr- and i'd like to say congratulations to ed and and certainly the everybody radio w- misfits you know the the tony and 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 chris and everybody there yeah that is, i mean that's, that's, a, a, that's a good a big, crew millions and millions of downloads not on this show <laughs> but uh in general i mean no so that's you know we really we would really like to extend and, and you should check the list of shows that they have mm-hmm. radio misfits they've got a lot of great shows yeah including destination eat drink brings you delicious dishes actually he will make it and deliver it in your house to yeah. your house yep uh, and tasty beverages from the world's great foodie cities. Brent does a great job. In fact, he did one, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. 
and I can't remember the name of his guest. It was, it was an Italian lady. Did you hear this? Yes. One? She yes. was awesome. Yeah. So, it, what's great about that show is we can't travel anywhere now. Yeah. So this is the closest we're going to get. And listen to Brent. He'll talk about, uh, you know, going to Italy or, and, and Brent is really into really it. Really into it. Really oh, into right. it. Probably a little annoyingly into it. <laughs> Maybe a little too into it, but it's a great show. It really is. All right. Time for this. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is a feature of the show where we uh, focus on uh, the Rick and Dave archives, uh, which uh, we have called the Studio Walls. And on our website at EckhartsPress.com. It's soon. It will be soon. Um, the ball is rolling. Uh, the ball is rolling. There will be a regular uh, feature called the Studio Walls. And you can see our previous uh, bits and, and interviews and audio things that we've done and also things that we've written um, highlights from our Eckhart's Press Publishing Company. Mm-hmm. And each week, we're going to pick out a couple of things from the Rick and Dave like, calendar. Like and the time and, I won the Pinewood Derby back uh, in 79. Yeah. And why don't you go first? You get to go first. So that three years ago, think back. Three years ago, so that would be 17 about this time. Yeah. Think of just what do you think happened? Uh, well, a lot of happened. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, we signed Chet Kopic to a contract. Right, Remember? Chet. Yeah, we love Chet. The late Chet Kopic. Yep. Uh, three years ago, we signed him to a contract for his book, uh, Your Dime. No, yeah, Your Dime, My Dance Floor. Right. <laughs> Whatever that book's yeah. title is. Uh, and we, um, and he was just a great guy. I mean, we really, really miss Chet. Yes. Uh, um, but when I when I noticed that this was three years ago, I thought of a story about Chet. Um, Chet was, we should say, Chet was old school. Chet yeah. was uh, yeah. slightly politically incorrect right, right. Um, and didn't really have what we'd call in these days a filter. filter. <laughs> right, he had no filter. <laughs> Chet was not a man of, of 2020, no, you know, no. so it's almost, you know. But very good natured in his in his political incorrectness, I right. would say. It was char- almost charming. <laughs> almost charming. Almost charming. <laughs> so shortly before he died, I think he died in like April, maybe? Last year of April. Right. Yeah. Well, my twins, Benot Mitzvah, was that time. And I invited Chet and I think his girlfriend at the time. Right. Susie. Susie, yeah. Uh, invited them to the Benot Mitzvah. Right. I was there. Uh, yeah. Well, Chet wasn't. No. Uh, I mean, he was still alive at that point. But yeah. so he called me after he got the invitation. I see the, you know, uh, Big Daddy. Oh, hi. hey, Chet. How you doing? I love your people. <laughs> I love, uh, I love, I love, uh, I love uh, Sid Luckman. Uh, football, football guy. Uh, you know, one of the greatest Jewish quarterbacks in the history of the, and Ryan Braun. Oh my God, you know. So he's next to me and it just talking, and he didn't even say hello. He's Sandy just, Koufax. <laughs> Sandy Koufax. No hit the Cubs on right. September 8th, 1965. And then he got to like the third Jewish athlete, and then you could realize that he could not think of any more right. after that, right? Yeah. And then there was a pause, and he goes, and I love your food. Yeah. I love a good bowl of Kreplock. You know, a pastrami on marble rye. You know, and and he and he just he just like read off a list. And I'm to this day, and I'll never know. He had to have had a takeout menu in front of him because he's like you know, and a kishki, and a da 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 da. And he was calling to say he could not come to the Benot Mitzvah, but he couldn't just say it. He had. You to know what I up. love is your gefilte fish. <laughs> right, right. I don't That's, know what that is. Yeah, uh, I've never seen a gefilte fish. <laughs> but that uh, was Chet. He was a sportscaster. Uh, he was one of a kind. Well, he had to. He sold everything, right? He was, and, yeah. And he couldn't just call and go, hey, I can't make it 
to the <laughs> Bonobo Mitzvah thing, but he, he had to go through this whole shtick. All right. My, my studio walls this week goes back to 2008. And so this is how much of a geek, a Cubs geek I am. In 2008, the Cubs were in the playoffs and I had started this website called Just One Bad Century. You started it? We started We started it. Yes. I wrote 100% right. of the things that I were wrote, on there. I wrote yeah. the check to the hosting yeah. company. Right. But anyway, um, it was kind of it, it was kind of a thing that summer. People mm-hmm. were reading it and mm-hmm. talking about it. And when the Cubs got into the playoffs, Channel 2 in Chicago, CBS, actually sent a reporter over to my house to interview me as part of a feature about this. Well, you were for a period of time there. A Chicago Cubs expert. I was. You were just the, you were the guy. Whenever they were in the news, the AP used to call <laughs> you know, me. Right. And this is a right. that's true. Get a quote from that Lee yeah. Kepfer guy. Right. And uh, this year in 2008, the White Sox were also in the playoffs. Yeah, right. And before this year in that 2020, was, it was the last time right. they were both in the playoffs in the same year. So this report that I'm going to play for you right now, right off of the Channel Two uh, uh, page, uh, is from that day. Let's see. Here we here, here we go supposed to be the year Sox versus Cubs in the World Series. Except it appears neither team got the memo. Chicago teams are winless in the playoffs so far. CBS 2's Kristen Hartman hit the streets and found lots of anxiety. Understandable anxiety, Kristen. <laughs> lots of understandable anxiety and no shortage of superstition, both on the south side and the north side. Side. One man told me, as a Cubs fan and really any fan, you have no control. So you need to do something to think somehow you can help your team. I, I took out all of my Lucky Cubs merchandise and I wore it all. It didn't work. The Cubs lost game one, so he ditched that ritual and wore his son's hat to game two. But the team lost again, a letdown, he says, after a super regular season and one with a lot of significance. It's been 10 decades since the Northsiders won the World Series. I wanted to find out how in the world we had gone 100 years. What happened? So the superstitious Rick Kempfer dedicated his website, JustOneBadCentury.com, to learning. People have been hitting it in droves to share his playoff pain. It's pain Sox fans feel, too, after the bad game won. Rick's best buddy is in that camp. That's me, and that's him, my best friend. The illustration, he says, hit so close to home, appeared on the front page of the Red Eye under the headline, Shy Anxiety. We took an unscientific stress monitor on the streets of Chicago. Southsiders who said they weren't worried tested tense. I'm worried for the Cup fans. I'm really worried for the Cup fans. Even some <laughs> nuns not. were a little stressed about their socks. Do you believe in divine intervention for baseball? No. No. Uh, I think there are more important things to pray for. But her friend, Father Stan Rite, does pray for his Cubs. He tested normal or green on our stress monitor. Maybe that's a sign. Green as in go Cubs go. All about hope and faith, absolutely, and miracles. Positive thinking, right? Positive thinking, excitement. I can feel it from my toes. It's just going out through my body. They're going to win. I'm telling you, they're going to clinch it this time. With fans like that, they should. How's that for enthusiasm? And that really could be any Cubs or Sox fan. As for our guy at JustOneBadCentury.com, he said he's keeping his fingers crossed, too, even though he was just a little down and out when we spoke with him in his own personal cubby hole. Nah. No. There it is. 
cubby so, hole. Yeah, uh, that, that was the story. If I remember him. correctly, didn't the reporter do the stand up right on your right lawn? on my front lawn? <laughs> yeah, the, if you see the if you go on YouTube, it's called uh, go to Chicago Cubs just one bad century, and and you can yeah. see that YouTube video. She's standing on my front lawn doing that. Uh, and it looks like a hundred years have gone by since he's trimmed his hedges. <laughs> Bill and Jack, back to you. And apparently he doesn't mow his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have to take a break. We got a lot still left to go. We still got a lot. We got more minutia. We've got uh, our celebrity potpourri story. We've got a, a clip from this week's interview. Uh, and if you go to the Minutia Men celebrity interview right now, this is what you'll hear on this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, we talked to an absolutely astoundingly good filmmaker. He has done some great work. You may have seen it. Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Uh-huh. Ernest Borgnine's Bus. Yep. Hitler's Hat. Yep. We talked to filmmaker Jeff Krulik. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's a short list of some of our favorite movie cars, plus a funky, catty hardtop station wagon. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Lou Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. Dave. Uh, now, this might surprise you. Yeah. But I really think anything Donald Trump does is funny. Okay. You know. Yeah, but that does every, surprise me. Uh, but every once in a while, he ends up making me laugh and in a good way. Okay. All right. <laughs> Trump suggests McDonald's french fries are responsible for keeping his hair from falling out. Uh-huh. Did you see this story? I did no. not. On Wednesday, President Trump took a very brief break from, from tweeting about Tuesday night's debate. I can just see him like, oh, I got to talk about this. Did <laughs> someone say something about McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So he, to comment on a 2018 study that suggested a chemical found in McDonald's french fries could prevent hair loss. And he tweeted, no wonder I didn't lose my hair. Now, that's charming. It's kind yeah, of It's funny. also untrue. He totally <laughs> lost his hair. Oh, I know. I mean, if that's not a comb over no. or a wig or something. Sub, yeah. It's I some mean, come on. Ozone, ozone killing. I can't believe he would lie. I can't believe he would lie. <laughs> well, so what he did is he retweeted uh, White House press sec- uh, former White House press secretary Ari Fletcher. Ari Fleischer. Fleischer. Yeah, right. Who is bald. Right. And his tweet was, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> So I like yeah, that. Right. So that's uh, that humanizes him a little yeah, bit, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, a little chuckle. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, uh, it's time for this favorite feature: a random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture, collection, selection, assemblage, medley, assortment, variety. Time now for celebrity potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. Now, last week you pulled out... Uh, Mary Ann, Don Wells. Don Wells from Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. <laughs> All right. So we had her on... Remember when... Uh, I forget what beer it was. There was a beer company that had a commercial about... Uh, you know, who are you? Do you like Mary Ann or Ginger? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ginger or Mary Ann. Right, right, and it right. was kind of like a... Uh, you know, a kind of a sexual thing. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, who would you... Yeah, yeah, you right. Know, would go, you go rather, to, yeah, you know what I mean? Go out to dinner with. Right. Yeah, let's say go out to dinner right. with. Um, Ginger or Marianne. And so when we had her on, 
that was you know the big mm-hmm. subject matter and she was in our producer's room and waiting to go so on. what year um i would say like 2000 90 99 98 somewhere so she's around there in her 60s at that point yeah right? and you know she was uh, attractive wow. I mean, she was very tiny i remember she mm-hmm. was tiny and uh and attractive and f- super nice mm-hmm. um, in fact i'll you know I'll tell you she's the story yeah right I mean, yeah exactly so she was standing there in the producer's room and i told her we're gonna bring up this subject and she goes so which one are you Ooh. and you know uh, boing i i don't like uh you know weird sexual tension yeah. or you know uh. so i said well to be honest i was a ginger person wow yeah really um and then she said well if you give me the chance i'll change your mind you, th- you're making this up and then i locked the door the producer. <laughs> yeah that's it not it <laughs> yes oh it did and i said bring it now <laughs> You did not. You would have told me this story on the way home. I'm too much of a gentleman to tell you any more than that. But suffice it to say, the weather started getting rough. My tiny ship was tossed. Yeah, right. Instead of a three-hour tour, it was a three-second tour. If not for the courage of the Landecker crew, my marriage would have been lost. Um, But they came in and broke it up. Actually, obviously, that is not a true story. I don't remember anything about the interview at all. I don't remember anything at all. So I I made that up. Okay. Okay. But you did meet her. For a second, did did you believe it for a second? Not not for a second. I remember meeting her, and I remember her being... Nice. You know, tiny and, short. and, and nice. And yeah. I, I remember nothing else about it. So I didn't have a great story. She passed away not too long ago, right? It no, wasn't... I think she's still alive. Is she? I think she is. Oh. I think she, uh, Ginger and uh, Marianne are the only two that are still alive from that from the show. Do you still have her? Well, of course you have her number. I do, actually. Well, let's see if we can get Marianne on. Okay. Yeah. She's got to be 80. Yeah. 80 years old by now. But so what? Or you want to do next week? Uh, Don Rickles and considering who our guest on next week for Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, I think Don Rickles is actually pretty. Oh, ever. yeah. Oh, okay. Right, right. That's true. All right. So next week I'll tell you my Don Rickles story. Okay. So um, this is the part of the show where we uh, we tell you about who's coming up next week on the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. And we should tell you that we have a comedian on and we should warn you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's rather politically incorrect. Right. And yeah. and us laughing was sometimes awkward laughter. Yeah, well, okay. uh, is it? <laughs> is it awkward laughter? It doesn't really feel like it to me. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, let's play a little clip. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Rodney was looking for other guys, so I sent him a tape and he watched it and put me on his show. Wow. So did he, he then called you. What was that conversation like? Oh, you just... I thought I was somebody screwing with Because, <laughs> you know, that, you. Well, I can't, yeah. I, 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 hey, I dig you, Daddy. And he talk like an old beat. I dig you, Daddy. I'm, I'm going to put you on a show, man. You're, you're funny, man. I dig you. I dig you, Daddy. You know, <laughs> like, it's like a jazz musician. Who the hell is it? Right. Is this Melvin? Melvin, shut up. Who is this? <laughs> yeah, and that's how he talked. And he, he was like an old jazz. And he smoked pot since the 50s and all. Yeah. In fact, we were at the Tropicana at the bar in Vegas. He lights a joint. Wow. And we're like, right. 
Randy, what are you doing? He goes, hey, I'm a big draw. When you're a draw, you can screw the boss's daughter and he'll ask you how it was. I think I've heard a president say something similar to that. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to hear the entire interview, and and it's funny, I recommend it. Uh, Don't put it on speaker. (laughs) Might not be appropriate for children under the age of 35. (laughs) Uh, It's called Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Subscribe now. Uh, Rick. Yeah. You know, uh, is it is it appropriate to extend sympathy before somebody dies? Um, Sure. I think that's. Well, this October 14th, um, really, I'm getting a little choked up. Kimmy, Tommy and Samuel from and friends. Right. They're quite possibly going to die. And, and I heard they're going to do it live on a podcast. Yeah, on the true? yeah, on the fifth season premiere. I mean, they got yeah. five seasons. We don't want oh, that too, right? But they're, um, they're not getting a parade. Well, they may get a funeral. <laughs> well, that's why they're doing. They do get two for. They have a group on. They have a, a marching band group on. Uh, but on the fifth season premiere, which is coming up on yeah. the fourteenth, um, they are going to do a very very dangerous taste tester challenge. Wow, I know. Um, And here is a little blurb of it. I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. And on this week's episode of And Friends, we actually have something to shove in our mouth. Can I open the box? The box is really cool. It's like a little coffin. We can open the boxes, all right? I'm opening. I don't don't even want to open the box. Why is this wrapped like a Christmas gift? Wait, what the f*** is this? Oh, hell. What is this? No. Oh. No, 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 no. Holy. I have some precautions for this, all right? What do you mean you have precautions? No, no. What did you send me? The Reaper shows no mercy. There's a warning on the back. Right? Oh my god, the inside! What is this? Yeah, this is serious. You're trying to kill me. No, no, no. Oh, look, another warning on the bottom that says it hurts like hell. Well, we have a week to think about whether we want to eat it. (laughs) I I need some time. Yeah, I need need some time. I'm I'm scared. I'm all for it if you guys are. Here's the thing. If we do this, this is like the whole show. I think it's a great idea. This is legitimately terrifying. I feel like Ralph from The Simpsons saying, ha, I'm in danger. (laughs) This is going to kill me. All right, tune in next week to possibly see all of us die. Listen to Anne Friends on Spotify, Opie Shows. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Tell a friend to listen to us on Spotify. Go to opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts, including uh, Amazon, Audible. Uh, uh, Just uh, search for Radio Misfits. You'll find us. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week for the 200th episode. A very special. Minutia Man. This Opie podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Proceeding with the presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, Adam explains to us what the transfer window means. Yeah, we'll talk about how much money each team spent and where the money went for some of the greatest players in the world. It's all the Premier League news that you'll want to have right here on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. 
If you missed Losano or Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. Happy to be here today, Cheryl Scott, meteorologist. Hi, Fred Winston, Chicago radio guy. I'm Rob Hart in Chicago. How about that weather? This is a good show to do that. Yeah, what the hell, man? It's, uh, <laughs> I Don't th- blame the messenger. I'm not blaming the messenger. That's <laughs> got to be the worst part about being a meteorologist. They blame you for the for, for the sun or the snow or right. whatever. I'm so. like everyone's best friend when it's sunny and 70. <laughs> and like yesterday, I was everyone's worst friend. Yeah. But I know that weather changes so dramatically. We do seven-day forecasts. And right. I go, well, seven days, it sometimes changes. Seven times in those seven days. <laughs> <laughs> but science is getting more and more accurate. Oh, it does. So, has the Earth been knocked off its axis? I, I, I keep hearing stuff uh, about that uh, from the conspiracy idiots at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what we're going. <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever the... Buckets call.